This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. We're covering original classic hitmakers. Now, this song uh, is considered the most recognizable pop song of all time, or certainly in the last 60 years. So, that particular sort of loop, that section there, it can be played pretty much anywhere in the world for the first few seconds, and everybody can name that tune. Um, and of course, I'm talking about Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Um, amazingly, it turns 25 this Friday. It was released in July 1996. Um, instant hit, reaching the, reaching the number one spot in 37 countries. And the album, which was called Spice, um, spawned the track. It sold over 23 million copies to become the best-selling album by a female group in history. Full stop. So just let that seep in. No one's beaten that. Don't care if you're Beyonce. Don't care if you're... I mean, she's not a group, but she was in a group. But no one has beaten that. So 23 million copies becoming the best-selling album by a female group in history. So you've got... Uh, well, I'm going to talk about the group in a minute. Well, no, I'll talk about that. Victoria Beckham, Melanie Brown, Melanie Chisholm, obviously Sporty Spice, Emma Bunton, Baby Spice, um, Jerry Halliwell, Horner now, um, Posh, Scary, Sporty Baby and Ginger, the Spice Girls, defined an era from the late 90s. And I'm going to tell you how it happened because it's so real and so raw, the story of it all. But to celebrate the song, I'm reaching quarter of a century, which just makes everyone feel really old uh wannabe 25 is going to be released and this is an ep that's that's gonna obviously take you back in time but it's all about um the remixes so july the 9th friday the july the 9th this is going to drop um it's going to feature the original wannabe as well as a remix by a u.s producer and a dj dj junior vasquez is his name oh i am completely that's a i've just Mess that up big time. And you're going to muller me when we come off it. That's fine. I can handle it. Um, and it was originally a bonus track on Two Become One, but they're putting it out as this EP. And it's all to celebrate the fact that the Spice Girls are 25 years old. Ah! Let's talk about the song, because this song, normally if I do a song and not the band, um, the research is, is quite nice to do. It's quite easy to do. You know, there's lots of info, but it's fine. This song, it's taking me... It's taken me ages to actually put the research together because the song itself looks like um, lo- looks like the life story of Led Zeppelin. Um, so let's talk about it. It's the debut single. So it's their first single of the Spice Girls. They weren't called the Spice Girls. They were called Touch. Now, what happened? Let me break it down for you. There is a, a performance um, newspaper in the UK called The Stage. Everyone knows that if you're an actor, a dancer, or a singer, you can go to the stage and you get auditions. I used it when I was an actress, still going, blah, blah, blah. There was an advert put in the stage by Matt Rowe and Richard Bill Stannard. Um, And they basically said, now it said some very specific things. Are you extrovert, fun, and exciting? Are you looking for X, Y, Z? Then please apply here. and everyone applied. Huge auditions were, were held and they got it down to the five girls. They got it down to six, actually. And there was a girl called uh, Michelle Wheaton and she was in it too. Only when they moved into a house in Maidenhead, they got the girls a house. So there's the management team, um, father and son team, got the girls a house in a place called Maidenhead um, 
in the UK and the girls moved into the house and the Michelle didn't fit in. And within a few weeks, they fired her. When you talk to her, because she's done a book, um, The Sixth Girl That Never Was, um, she actually says she left. But So she left and she wanted to do her own solo career. And that's when they got Emma Bunton. And Emma Bunton took her place. And of course, what a career that turned out to be. So... There they are in this house and they're practicing and they're rehearsing. There's lots of footage of them as a young girl group. Very different, but at the same time, all young, all energetic. They got on immediately when they met. Now, at this point, they persuade this, this, the, the management team to do what they call a sort of a showcase in front of um, A&Rs and, and record people and label people and things like that. So they set that up. And in the rooms where they set it up, uh, there were other things going on in, in different rooms. There was a big executive there. I'm trying to get his name. Sorry, I've got pages and pages of stuff here because it's su- such fun. Uh, John... No, that's the guy who did the video. Um, someone else. This big this big uh, radio mogul. Anyway, he, he wasn't so even supposed to be there, but he heard, he heard um, uh, Melanie Chisholm's voice and went, what's going on over there? So he slipped in through the door and he watched what was going on. He's quoted as saying, the thing is, it wasn't the singing and it wasn't the dancing that struck me, it was the energy. These girls were nutcases. There was just this live wire kind of vibe and energy coming out of them. And he said, it was incredible. So he stayed behind afterwards. He went up to the management team and he went, you need to talk to me. I love them. Then he went back to um, his creative team and he said, I found the band of our dreams. They're incredible. We, We need these girls. So anyway, then that creative that he'd talked to went to see them. And again, he came back going, I get exactly what you're saying. They're so amazing. Part of the appeal was that they were completely off the wall. And of course, they were in everything they did. Whenever they did an appearance, whenever they did a video, this huge, strange vibe. I mean, I remember them meeting Prince Charles and they committed all kinds of faux pas that you're not supposed to with the royal family and got away with it. And Prince Charles thought it was really funny and it was all over the papers. But they were the Spice Girls. Um, and a couple of them have reflected on that. They've all written books. They've all done documentaries. But a few of them have reflected on the things that they did when they were a unit as a Spice Girls. And they go, can't believe we got away with it. But the one thing they loved was this energy and vibe. So they went from being called Touch to Spice. They then sacked their management team. They said that there just wasn't the right... They'd started Wanna Be The Song. They co-wrote it, by the way. They co-wrote that song. Um but there wasn't the right vibe to it and the girls were complaining so they fired their management team and they went and met with Simon Fuller. Simon Fuller went, yep, no problem at all, signed them to 19 and then of course uh, Virgin Records got involved and the rest is history. Mm. Now the thing about the song that's really good is that they sat there writing sections of it. Apparently, they they scheduled this writing uh, session, this songwriting session. It was a proper scheduled thing. So these girls are all sitting there with with proper songwriters. Uh, But the girls are like, yeah, and I want to do a bit like this. And I want to do a bit like this. And Jerry Halliwell's going, yeah, I want to rap. And Melanie Brown goes, yeah, I want to do a bit of rapping as well. And of course, these guys are going, Oh, my God. And they said they literally had all these pieces of a jigsaw that didn't tally at all. And it was a copy and paste job, but it but it was good. They get to Simon Fuller and his team and everything like that. They take the song that, that the girls have been complaining didn't have the same vibe that they mm. wanted or the vibe that they'd written. Um, and uh, they gave it to Mike Trent, who is this incredible producer. Um, A, the song was written in 30 minutes. B, the song was recorded in one hour. It's the quickest recorded song out of the whole um, 
their, their whole history of any song they've ever recorded. That happened initially, and then this Mike Trent got hold of it, mm. and he changed it up, messed it around, gave it an up-tempo, and that is the song that we now hear, which is called Wannabe. Wow. It has won an Ivo, Ivo Novello Award for songwriting. Mm. It, um, it's won Brits, Grammys, um, it was uh, number one in America for seven weeks. Mm. It obviously went to 37 countries. It was number one in 22 different countries. It literally is just one of the biggest songs of all time. It is. I mean, look, it is a, a big record, but, uh, you know, I think it was also a certain time that we were all yes. uh, gra- gra- gravitated to, to this kind of music. Yeah. Because um, yeah, cool. I don't know if this, yeah, if this puts out right now, or if Backstreet Boys come out now, like with this energy. Oh, no, no, no. This, well, I think the energy you know? might, but the music yeah, but would it, be different. Yeah, it? you know, I just think it's interesting. I think it was a certain time and it was celebrating a certain time, like the the, the 90s specifically and yes. like, you know, mid 90s. And it was like, hey, you know, you're a teenager. Everyone listens to Spice Girls. Maybe ladies would listen to Spice Girls. A lot of us would listen to Backstreet Boys, yeah. um, you know, and it was even on the slow end of 98 degrees and, and S Club 7 and whatever it is. And yeah. And then yeah. it, it was all that. But Spice Girls, yeah, definitely. I mean, look, they are... Um, but I think everything's you know? an era. Music is oh, an yeah. era thing. Yeah. You know, some of the music that's being released now wouldn't have gone down well in the 90s. Yeah. You know, we, we have yeah. a different, it's a different vibe, it's different. a different sound. Yeah. There's, yeah. We've even created new genres. You know, music's ever-changing anyway. Facts, facts. But you're right about the, you know, it has a 90s feel. But if you look at the songs that the girls were releasing towards the, the end of it, their career... yeah. So I mean, when what they started with that changed. But see, that's well. my point. When you when you started, you said it wasn't the singing, it wasn't the dancing, it was no. the energy. Yeah. And now I think people are a bit harsh because of social media. Uh, There's no social media back then. No. Because you, you say Victoria doesn't sing. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, she yeah. has no voice. And now people are gonna be like, hey, why are you like you know? <laughs> people are gonna <laughs> be right. harsh now. Yeah. Because there's social media. So now I think talent wise, you it it it's there. It's very interesting how it is, and it is for me. It's nostalgia. Yeah. Like it brings. And somebody who's like 80 years old, if they listen to Pink Floyd, maybe they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's real music yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, what is this Spice Girls situation right there? <laughs> you know, so, so whatever it is. And, yeah. and, and, and someone who is like, you know, definitely old wouldn't get a Travis Scott or a BTS yeah. or Dua Lipa now or whatever. True. So it is an era, a nostalgia yeah. thing for me. When, when I listen to this song, I definitely like go back. Well, and it's 25 years, Hass. 25 I mean, years. it's a big deal. Big it's, deal. It's, it's a long, long time. So, but, but the way they were founded was very sweet and innocent and delicious. And um, one of the things that came through from, from all of them, Simon Fuller included, is that their, their energy together uh, was impactful. So when one of them was missing, it wasn't quite the same. All of them together created this kind of cosmic energy. They said it themselves when they first met. The energy in the house was really vibey. They gave each other confidence for whatever reason. Now, that obviously changed throughout their long career, and they had obviously a long one. And yes, um, Posh Spice Victoria couldn't sing necessarily. She can sing, but she can't sing properly, like proper. Um, But what she can do is dance. She's a brilliant dancer. So when, when she went in for the stage, A, she looked a certain way because they were also looking for different types of girls. Um, a, she looked a certain type of way uh, which fit the thing. She was a brilliant dancer, loads of energy. So she sort of ticked all the things and then they just turned her mic down. And she will obviously admit now that that's what happened on most of the songs. And certainly when they went live, live performances, she'd be singing her heart out, but her mic was there. Her mic was never on. And from the moment I learned that, I always thought there's a chance for me to be a pop star. So now let's play this song, which is Wannabe.
This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.